Welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. In this podcast, we will be speaking with various real estate and business professionals about real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and financial freedom. So, if you're interested in learning about real estate investing, then stay tuned and be sure to take advantage of the free tips and strategies that will be shared by our weekly guests. And now, your host, Penny Lubinsky. Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. I'm your host, Penny Lubinsky. Today we have an awesome guest by the name of Greg Young. Greg has been in real estate since 2012. He got into it through being a single family investor, eventually became a realtor, and now is actually transitioning into assisted living, which is kind of cool. seems to be the new trend. Um, he is also a co-author of the best-selling book, Success Habits of Super Achievers, which I'd love to dive into as well. Greg, all this being said, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Penny. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, excited to finally get this uh, schedule. I know we've been talking about it for quite a little bit, but um, I'm glad we're able to actually uh, hit it today. So Greg, why don't we start off by um, diving into how you got started in real estate? What led you into the real estate world? So I first started as an investor, like you said, in 2012, and then I became a realtor three or four years later. Um, but what got me in on the investing side was, you know, I bought my first home here in Phoenix in 2010. And as you guys know, you know, most people know right after the crash, properties were uh, dirt, dirt cheap, you know, pennies on the dollar. So I got a really good deal on my first home. And then I ended up getting a dog. Um, a couple of years later, I wanted a bigger yard for my dog and I just realized I need a bigger home. So I bought that second home and then turned that first home into my first single family rental. So pretty much by doing that, I became an investor. I became a landlord. Um, you know, To be perfectly honest, I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm sure the lease that I had in place back then was um, you know, not the greatest and most secure lease, but you, know, you live, you learn. Um, but that's how I got started into investing. Um, and then along the way, I bought some more single family homes. And then, um, like you said, in 2015, that's when I decided to become a, a full-time realtor. So from that point on, it was every day was real estate, whether it was helping my clients or, you know, building my portfolio. So um, that's kind of the gist of how I got into uh, real estate on the investing side and as a realtor as well. You know, I just want to point out something. It's interesting. You were saying that on your first rental, like sort of the way it started was a little bit like an accident and it just like turned out that way and you weren't really prepared. I just, it's funny. Cause like when you were saying that I can totally relate um, when I bought um, my, the house in Pennsylvania, um, I really did not know what I was doing. I really didn't. As much as like you can, I listened to podcasts. Um, I read books. I tried to educate myself as much as possible. Um, but then when push comes to shove and we're going through the inspection and I'm learning about all these parts of the home and the property that like I never knew were there before and like all these you know steps of the process. Um, I remember just like telling myself in my head, like Penny, just keep faking it. Eventually you'll make it, keep faking it. And like, I don't know if that's the right mindset or, or what it would be, but um, definitely. I think everybody starts out that way. Like nobody starts off knowing everything. And I feel like even people that are in real estate for 20 years, like this, they're, they're still learning new things. Um, they're still developing their skills and they're, they're, you know, they're still, there's always plenty to learn. So just wanted to point that out. Okay. So you are transitioning now from single family to assisted living. Um, what made you be interested in assistant living? Um, what, what, what's that like? And why did you choose that career? 
Yeah, no, um, great question. So um, we, we do have some single family still in our portfolio. I think that'll always be the foundation. Um, but on the active side, me and my business partners, yeah, we are trying to syndicate deals here in Phoenix for residential assisted living. Um, we do love this space just because it serves a lot of people. And, um, you know, obviously I think the stat is uh, every day, 10,000 uh, baby boomers, they turn 65. So the market's there, the demographics there. Um, we do love Phoenix. There are, I think, about 6,000 residential assisted living uh, homes here in Phoenix. So it's definitely a proven market. There's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of homes here. Um, but also, you know, it gives us an opportunity to, um, you know, not only bring on investors. So we're helping investors make money passively, which I love. Um, we're helping the business who actually is our tenant who operates the assisted living business since we just own the real estate. And then lastly, you know, we're helping those residents, you know, kind of live out there their later years by providing them a, a safe quality home that the operator operator provides them. So we do like the value that it kind of trickles down um, from the investors to, you know, the operator to providing jobs to eventually those residents who are going to be living in that home. So that's why we love this niche. And, um, you know, we're looking to really dive into this niche uh, very hard and very fast. Cool. Super cool. So um, essentially, from my understanding, you guys would own, you're looking to buy the land or you're looking to operate these properties. How does that work? Yeah, good question. So um, we, yeah, we basically own the real estate. Essentially, it's like a, it's like buying a single family home, buy and hold, except you're not putting a family of four in there. You're putting in a, an operator who runs an assisted living business, essentially taking care of, you know, those elderly residents that need that care and attention. So um, we're still on the real estate side. We don't have anything to do with the business side, um, but we, you know, obviously are in tandem. We want to see them success because their success is tied to our success. And obviously we want that for ourselves and our investors. Um, so that's kind of the way the, the breakdown works. We're strictly on the real estate side of this transaction. Mm -hmm. Got it. Cool. And um, I know Vinny Chopra, actually, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I think this is where he's heavily focused as well. He's, he's got a massive portfolio of multifamily. And I think he still believes that multifamily is a good option, but he just is kind of seeing things uh, from your perspective now um, with the assisted living as well. And, you know, seeing that that's picking up, I feel like, you know, real estate is a lot about like trends and knowing where things are headed, especially in your, you know, specific markets to see what the best opportunities can be, um, you know, th to take advantage of. Um, question for you. Um, do you find that your experience in single family has helped with this new venture or is it a new animal for itself and an entire le new learning curve and new learning process? Uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think certain aspects of it, definitely, um, you know, single family compared to residential assisted living, because they, these are regular homes. They're not these big box facilities. Um, you know, they are just larger single family homes. So a lot of it is very similar to, you know, buying a home, um, kind of like you said, with inspection and appraisal, um, you know, that's all the same. There are some, obviously some differences with the assisted living that it brings, um, you know, some of these houses, most of these houses, they need uh, fire alarms and sprinkler systems for safety. And they have to, um, you know, kind of check those boxes with the local uh, health authorities and everything. So there are some things in the inspection that are exactly the same as a, you know, buying a single family home, but then there are, are still some caveats with, um, you know, the assisted living to make it safe for the residents. So I definitely think my single family experience, um, you know, helped me um, with these transactions just because there is, are a lot of similarities between the two, but then 
um, just knowing those differences is very important. So you don't uh, get blindsided or don't forget, you know, to add in fire sprinklers at 20,000 or whatever that's going to cost, you know, for your uh, underwriting purposes. So um, a lot of, a lot of similarities, but a few differences you do have to keep an eye on. I wanted to dive into the book that you wrote, the best-selling book, Success Habits of Super Achievers. Um, I just had a couple of questions about that. Actually, um, it would be great if you can start, start us off by just telling us a little bit about the book, um, what inspired you to write this book, and you know, what, what would the listeners, um, you know, what can they gain out of this book? What's it, what's it about? Yeah, great. So um, yeah, I love, the, love this book. It's called Success Habits of Super Achievers. And I should say I'm a co-author. I did not write the whole book. Um, I did try writing a whole book, I think probably about a year prior and just did not like the results. I didn't think it had, had any legs. Um, so this book is actually a little bit different where there's 80 authors. Every author writes one chapter and it's basically just your story of success or overcoming adversity or, you know, just something that kind of pushed you forward in, um, you know, in your world. And, you know, there are a lot of real estate investors in the book, but it's, you know, not necessarily a real estate book. There's a lot of entrepreneurs, marketers, uh, business owners. So it's got a wide variety, but um, yeah, it was a great experience. And I will tell you, it's a lot easier writing one chapter than it is writing a whole book. Um, so that was one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that kind of enticed me to uh, do this book. And um, the other thing that I really wanted to say about the book is there's just so many cool people in the book that I've really admired for a long time. So it was really an opportunity for me to be in a book with, you know, Darren Hardy, Brian Tracy, um, Robert Helms of the real estate guys who I'm sure you're familiar with. So right. a lot of these powerful figures, you know, that I've looked up to, I've read their books and, you know, we can probably talk about personal development if you'd like, but um, I really do, you know, admire, uh, you know, these gentlemen and women that are in this book. Um, so yeah, it was just a great opportunity. I'm really proud of it. It's, you know, number one bestseller in over 30 categories. And, um, it's just really cool to see my name in print, honestly. So it's, uh, you know, one of those things that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to write a book, which maybe there is a full book in me, but this was a great, uh, you know, stepping stone to that, to, to doing that in the future. Right. Very cool. And, um, yeah, I feel like once you got started with this sort of like a chapter in a book, like the next step probably is going to be, you know, writing a full book and maybe you could pull that one out of the closet and, and, you know, finish that, that one in, in complete. I'm just, I'm wondering if you can share with the, with the listeners, like what would be like, uh, you know, the, the biggest takeaway or the biggest, you know, common factor you would say that maybe all these high achievers have that, that people can, you know, take and, and grasp and, you know, apply to their business. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, so I think there's probably one or two in the book. One is, you know, it's called success habits for a reason. So, you know, all the people in this book, you know, they believe in having, you know, successful habits that they, um, you know, embark on and they just set up for every day. So, you know, there's a lot of people that they want to achieve things, but they don't want to, you know, do the daily routine or the habits. And, you know, the routine can get boring and mundane, but if it gets you the results and it, you know, pushes you forward, that's the way I kind of looked at it. And that's why I really jumped into, um, you know, setting up those habits and those routines. And I honestly love my routine. So um, it's just one of those things that really helped me move forward. Um, and then the other thing, the other common uh, theme in that book, I would say is, you know, all these entrepreneurs and business owners, they don't quit, you know, they don't give up. It's not, oh, well, I tried this and it didn't work. It's, I'm going to try this, I'm going to figure this out. And there's no other option. There's no, there's no fail. So you kind of get that in those two aspects in, I think, a lot of the stories in the book, which is, um, you know, really cool for especially investor, uh, real estate investors like you and I, um, we can kind of take that and apply it to our own lives and, 
you know, kind of uh, go down our own road. What you're saying is like the, the big takeaway is, you know, staying consistent, never quitting, learning what other people did, doing what they did in order to be able to achieve success. What's interesting is like I find in, in real estate is this is not a mind boggling business. It's a pretty basic um, business model. It's not impossible to understand. Um, you know, that's why a lot of investors also like putting their money into real estate um, because it's a pretty simple model. It's not always easy to do, but it's pretty simple to understand. You know, what, what a lot of aspiring investors need to understand is you don't need to recreate the wheel. Like you don't need to go and figure out a new way to do things that's better that no one has ever thought of before. You can literally learn from people that are super achievers in real estate, or let's say, you know, even for argument's sake, you're in a different industry, find somebody that's already doing what you want to do. And you can literally just copy and paste. It, it won't be fun. Um, it won't be exciting. It may be a little boring. And especially if you're going to stay consistent with it, do it day in, day out. Um, but essentially that is what you're, what's going to get you to, to achieve success. And that's, what's going to, you know, get you to that, to that path of, you know, getting those properties, you know, under contract and, and closing. Um, it's just the, the boring everyday consistent action that gets there. And it, it sounds like this is something that all these um, authors had in common was just staying consistent, um, persevering, never quitting, and, you know, continuously, continuously doing that. Um, I also feel like, you know, a lot of times, like, you'll hear people um, say, like, oh, that guy, like, he got lucky, right? Like, he he got lucky how he got his first deal, or that guy, you know, he hit a home run on that deal. Oh, he's he's so lucky. Like, I'll never be that lucky. But I am a big believer, and, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, that the more you the more you work, the harder you work, the more you put yourself out there, yes, the more, the luckier you'll be. If you hide at home and you're not underwriting deals and you're not networking with brokers or connecting with other investors, you may not get lucky because you're not putting yourself in a situation to get lucky. But if you're going out there and, and underwriting deals and doing everything that investors got to do to get deals done, then you're going to get lucky. It's just a matter of time. And the real answer is it's not luck. It's just, you put out, you're at, you work hard enough at it long enough, consistently enough then something good will happen. And it's just inevitable. That's just the way I would choose to look at it. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I couldn't, I probably couldn't even, can't even say it better than you did, but um, yeah, just taking action, you know, getting out there and, you know, putting yourself out there, sometimes being a little bit vulnerable and saying, Hey, I don't know everything. Um, you know, kind of like I mentioned with my first rental. Yeah. I kind of just muddled my way through it, but, you know, eventually I found some people who have, uh, you know, done that before. And then, exactly what you said. It's, um, you know, the how is not necessarily easy, but it's definitely out there. How to buy a rental, how to invest in multifamily. But the who, the who is more important of who do I know that has been successful in investing in multifamily? You know, let me kind of place myself around them, take them out to lunch, ask them questions. The who is definitely more important than the how. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself, man. Got it. And I'd like to talk a little bit about limiting beliefs. I feel like so many people um, in this business, in this industry, it's, it's a pretty hard business to break into. I feel like the barrier for entry is, is, you know, harder than say, you know, starting other businesses. Um, you know, the rewards obviously are worth it once you get there, but, um, for somebody starting out, um, I feel like a common mindset is, oh, um, you know, that guy can do it. That guy can do it. I don't know if this is meant for me. Um, I don't know if I can do this. I just don't see myself being successful in real estate. And I think a lot of people don't imagine themselves owning, you know, properties. And especially if you're talking about larger properties, like who am I? Like, how am I going to own that stuff? Um, what would you say to the, the listeners that, that are feeling this way with the limiting beliefs? Like what, what's the number one you know, antidote for that? 
Yeah. So limiting belief and fear um, are two big things in real estate and just in, you know, entrepreneurship in general. Um, I think there is just that fear of, you know, Hey, if Penny can do it, I don't know if I can do it because Penny's smarter than me, or he's been doing this longer or whatever that situation is. Um, I think the, I don't know if there was, I don't know if there is an actual antidote. Um, but I would say for me, what really um, kind of got me over that fear was just personal development and kind of working on my mindset. Um, you know, knowing that, Hey, if Penny can do it, Hey, why can't I do it? Right. I mean, there's, there's just that it's, it's really hard to make that shift and that, that change in your mind. But once you do, you know, you can look at people on Facebook and say, Oh, they just closed a 200 unit in, you know, Tennessee, you know, first of all, congratulations. I'm sure they did a lot of work for that deal, right. but also if they can do it, why can't I do that? Or if they can do it, maybe I can partner with somebody like them and be a part of that 200 unit. Um, you know, it's, I think as entrepreneurs and real estate investors, I think we always compare ourselves to, you know, the people that have been there and done that for 20, 30 years. And that's really not fair because, you know, if I've been investing for five years and somebody has been doing it for 20 years, yeah, they're going to have a bigger portfolio. They're going to have more knowledge and expertise. They're probably going to have better relationships and connections. So they're just further along in the race because they started earlier. So I would definitely caution yourself to compare yourself to other people, especially when they're further down along that road. Um, but yeah, fear and limiting beliefs, that's something um, that I've you know, tackled and um, you know, kind of dealt with. And it kind of goes up and down a little bit. Sometimes you're, you're very confident, you're riding high, and then all of a sudden, sometimes you kind of get a little gut shot and it takes you down a notch, but you really have to be aware of you know, how you're thinking and what you're, you know, what you're putting in your mind and, and what you're putting out there to friends, family, colleagues, and other investors. Right. Got it. And, um, you know what they say, I think it's, um, don't, don't compare your page one to someone else's page 100, right? He may be further along, like you're saying, he may be doing this for 20 years, or even if he's not, even if he's in the same, you know, he started exactly when you did and he's closed a good few deals and you haven't yet. Like it really doesn't matter. It's pretty irrelevant to you and, you know, to you and your journey. But yeah, 100% where you're saying, you know, like everyone has their own journey. Um, many people are ahead and, and you can just, it's very easy to beat yourself up and be like, oh, you know, that guy's ahead, that guy's ahead, but ultimately staying true to your path, your course, like that's what's, you know, going to get you there. And interesting, I was just reading this in um, the book, The Survivors Club. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it. It's a bunch of like cool, interesting stories about um, people that survived or, you know, made it through like really hard, difficult situations and kind of like what they had in common, um, you know, what brought them across the bridge, what, what, you know, what got them to be saved, you know, their life or whatever. Um, so they, they were saying is that, you know, all these, a lot of people, you know, say, you know, with deathly illnesses or whatever it is, the people that actually believe that they're going to survive, the people that really believe that, you know, deep inside their brain and their heart, they believe that I'm going to make it through this. I got this. They actually physically, emotionally, statistically, they have a higher, a much higher chance of actually surviving. And like, he just brings it down, like literally one story after another, after another um, of, of different cases of people like that. And it's just like, you see it over and over again. It's hard to understand because you just think to yourself like, it's just a mindset, right? Like how much could it really matter? Um, but ultimately it's, it's huge and it's the major like driving force that, you know, that gets us to where we want to be. So I just, I, I find, I find this book to be pretty cool. It's, it's a huge book. I'm not done yet, but it's definitely uh, helping with the mindset stuff. Um, all right, let's, let's shift to the uh, final four. Um, in this segment, we'll just do rapid, rapid fire uh, question answer type. Um, yeah. And let's get, let's get right into it. 
Um, what is your why? Um, so my why, so my why actually changed. Initially, it was when I was just getting into it, it was make enough money so I can, you know, retire, live on the beach. And, you know, that was pretty much it. Um, but as you know, you kind of evolve as your, you know, um, your learning evolves and you kind of just get more knowledge in your head. Um, so now my why is to, I definitely want to live by the beach, but I just want to live a life by my own design. So, you know, I want to wake up in a place that I really love and that's just the beach for me and my wife. And then also, um, you know, be a real estate investor full-time, but, you know, not be obligated to wake up, um, you know, super early to get deals done. I kind of want to run my own schedule and just live my, my life by my own design and hopefully living by the beach. Got it. And it sounds like, it sounds like the main thing you're striving for is I would say maybe financial freedom, but more time freedom, which is I think even more valuable than anything else, right? Controlling your own life, controlling your own time. And I feel like you're in the perfect industry for that. So, so um, yeah, you should get there sooner than later. Um, what is your favorite book other than your own? So my favorite book is, um, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. This, this book changed my life. So basically two years ago, is, uh, two summers ago, I should say, summer 19, that's when I really started diving into personal development and mindset. And um, for some reason, I just latched on to Miracle Morning and I actually wrote about it in my chapter. Um, it took me two, two rounds of reading The Miracle Morning to actually take action and wake up in the mornings and do my reading and journaling and exercising and everything. Um, but yeah, great book around um, just mindset and personal development. Um, and it just changed my life. Now I'm a morning person. I have my routine, like we talked about, and it just, it knocked over a lot of dominoes that I'm, uh, I'm very grateful for. Cool. Super cool. I think that's a lot, that's, a, that's a, a massive um, thing that a lot of uh, really successful people do as well as the miracle morning. And I actually know somebody that's up to consecutive day. I don't remember last what she told me, but I, I think it was well over 200, like 200 days consecutively of, of doing the Miracle Morning. So that's, I don't, I don't know what you're up to and I'm not gonna make you say it online, but um, that was the, the, crazy impressive for me. Um, all right, what, what advice would you give somebody just starting out in real estate? What's, what's the number one biggest thing that they can do to, to see results? So I would say, um, at least for me, this is you know, kind of mirrored on my experience, but um, it goes back to personal development and mindset. So it's get out of your own head. Um, you know, like we talked about with fear and limiting beliefs, um, you know, I tackled that a little bit um, further down the road in my investing career. So I don't want to say I wasted time, but I definitely could have sped up my, uh, you know, my success had I just got into personal development and mindset and, you know, kind of limited those limiting beliefs and that fear. So um, that would be my advice. Just get out of your own head. Um, get around those people, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the who, not the how. Um, those would be my two pieces of advice to really um, accelerate your success. Got it. What's your favorite hobby? Um, so favorite hobby, I would say probably two. It's either live concerts or travel. Um, me and my wife, we just love live music. We love uh, music in general. And then um, just traveling, we like to, you know, go on vacation, check out different parts of, um, you know, the world. And, you know, the Caribbean is probably our favorite. Just like I said, we're beach people and we like the beach activities. So, um, so yeah, a live concert or traveling, that's usually what makes me most happy. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure you must've been doing a lot of that during COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit tough. We took one little road trip, but, um, you know, not hopping on planes or sitting on beaches. So we were, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will all be over uh, sooner than later. Um, all right, Greg, thank you very much for coming on the show. You've added a lot 
of value for the listeners and um, really interesting with the um, with the book and the, the mindset and, and you know, all the limiting beliefs, all that stuff, all those conversations. So thank you very much for all that and uh, wishing you lots of success going forward. One more question actually before I let you go, where can people reach you if they want to email you or whatever? Yeah, the best way is to um, actually send me an email. So my email is very simple. It's greg at sevenfiguracapital.com, all spelled out. And um, I was going to say for your listeners, if they want to send me an email, I will send them uh, my free chapter from the book as a PDF, obviously, an email. Um, if you just mention, you know, Penny's podcast, um, they, yeah, I'll be happy to do that for your listeners. And it's just greg at sevenfiguracapital.com. Awesome. Perfect. Well, once again, thank you very much for coming on the show and uh, wishing you lots of success going forward. Thanks. You as well, Penny. Had a great time. Thank you. Take care.